So welcome back again to the second part of Come and See Inspirations. My name is John Keeley. This being Pentecost Sunday, we had no choice, really. The Holy Spirit took over and decided that we should have somebody special to come and help us to reflect as best we can on the Holy Spirit. So, the Emmanuel community came straight to mind. Welcome into the, into the studio here in Ada County. Let me come and see studio. Jardine Creighton. Jared and Barbara Hanley, all members of the Emmanuel community. You're welcome and thanks again for joining us. Thank Morning, you, John. Morning, John. Happy Pentecost. Thank you. Oh, Holy Spirit. This is all over, all over them. So, Holy Spirit, uh, this is all about Pentecost and the Holy Spirit. So, I, I'm going to ask you all just to share with us the best you can your, your thoughts and maybe thoughts that you'd like some of our listeners to take away with them. Maybe for the week, maybe for the next few weeks. Maybe to start off with. Who is the Holy Spirit? Who wants to start off with that? Who is the Holy Spirit? Okay, off you go. So. Um, yeah, uh, who is the Holy Spirit? Who is the Holy Spirit for me? I was, um, I was reading my Bible during the week and I was reading from Acts, Acts 19. And I was very struck by just, you know, one part of it where Paul asked, asked the group, um, did you receive the Holy Spirit when you were baptized? And they answered, no. Um, and they said, we never even, uh, we were never even told that there was such a thing as the Holy Spirit. And I was very struck by that, you know, and there's so many people, I was thinking even in our world at the moment, who don't even know who the Holy Spirit is and what, yeah. what the Holy Spirit is even, you know. Mm. And uh, I was thinking of... Uh, you know, for me, my, I suppose, time when you might call it when I was enlightened by the Holy Spirit was when I was probably around 11 or 12. And um, we had a big family Bible at home, like lots of people had this big, yeah, big, big yeah, Bible. Yeah. yeah. And uh, it was a fascinating book because it was a huge, big tome of a book. Yeah. And, you know, when we were much younger, we were fascinated by the pictures in it. Yeah. Uh, there was some like, you know, amazing, uh, you know, Leonardo da Vinci yeah, was yeah. the one in the, you know, the Last Supper in the front. And the one that we used to be kind of afraid of actually was the one where, uh, you know, um, the head of John the Baptist, there was actually a picture in it with, you know, the head of John the Baptist. We used to be kind of half afraid of that, yeah. But in the, like at the very, at the very uh, start of the Bible, there's um, a prayer to the Holy Spirit. I mean, I was about 11 or 12. Um, you know, my sister and I actually used to, you know, we started saying it. And it's, it's the, you know, it's a prayer to the Holy Spirit. And I'll just say it here. Mm. Come, O Holy Spirit, fill the hearts of your faithful and kindle in them the fire of your love. Send forth your spirit and they shall be created. And thou shalt renew the face of the earth. O God, who did instruct the hearts of your faithful people by sending them the light of your Holy Spirit. Grant us in the same spirit to discern what is right and enjoy his comfort forever through Christ our Lord. Amen. So we, like I used to say that prayer when I was when I was very young. I didn't yeah. fully understand it. I can't say I fully understood it, no. but there was something that drew me to that prayer and it became part of my life forever after that. And it's my go-to prayer. And it started back then when I was when I was that eleven or twelve year old. And that would have been about the time when 
you know, save the sacrament of confirmation with it. Absolutely, and I was even thinking about that as well. Um, That I didn't actually put that together Hmm. at the time. I didn't realize that it actually was because I would have made my confirmation back then in, in, I think, fifth class. Yeah. And so I would have been around 11, so I must be more closer to 11 than 12. And so definitely, yeah, yeah. So the Holy Spirit was, that's, you know, for me, it was a very real experience. Mm. And the fact that I brought it with me into my, um, you know, like into my life, it's my go-to prayer and it always has been. And, you know, just as you said, that just reminds me, um, you know, when I mentioned there about about receiving the Holy Spirit and the sacrament of confirmation, we all don't really cop that on, I'd say. You know, we, we all, yeah, we hear this, you're going to receive the Holy Spirit. And just as you said, I don't think much about it. But if we thought a little bit more, that stayed with you. Yeah. So the Holy Spirit, when we receive the Holy Spirit, stays with us, even though we don't know it. Would that be, would that be fair to say, yeah, you know, that... that it's maybe staying for one of a better word, dormant or whatever it is, but it's but we, we receive it, it's it's real. We don't realise it until something initiated or initiates a response from ourselves. Would that be fair to say? I think yeah, I think well the Holy Spirit is a gift. I mean the gift where we are told we receive it in baptism and baptized in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. And confirmation, you know, the three gifts of initiation, um, theologically speaking, are baptism, confirmation, and the Eucharist. So all of these are intertwined for the fullness of the Spirit. But who is the Spirit? Who is the Spirit? And for me, definitely when I was younger, it was trying to think about, you know, the Spirit is the Spirit of Jesus. You know, it's it's it's, it's, it's the, the power the ability, the capacity to to live like Jesus and and be like Jesus in the sense of um, being open to people, being able to to love, being able to forgive, um, to keep going in in times of difficulty, to to suffer, to offer little things that are going on. So the spirit, the spirit is someone who. You know, the scripture says, uh, St. Paul writes, the Spirit comes to help us in our weakness. And this was one of the things that struck me again, because we've been traveling to Pentecost via the Acts of the Apostles right, since yeah. Easter. Mm-hmm. You can't avoid but hear it, but it was that, you know, in any time that in the Acts of the Apostles, when they were praying, and they were praying, they were usually locked behind doors, or they were in prison or whatever, and they'd pray and the Holy Spirit um, would come. And this was during a time of great difficulty. So for me, the Holy Spirit is someone who assists, who helps us when we're kind of feeling low. So that, that as Barbara said there, you know, come Holy Spirit is, is, the, is the go-to prayer. Those three little words, and actually they're very, three simple little words. It's not a very long, no. you know, and in any moment we can pray, come Holy Spirit. And who are we welcoming then? We're welcoming the love of God. We're welcoming presence of God. We're welcoming the power of God, the healing of God, the hope of God, the joy of God. Um, we're welcoming God into the, into the moment, in real time. You know, not something in the past, but in real time and in my time and in my, my situation. And so for me, this this awareness was, it happened for me when I was a, a teenager, you know, and I had, this was who, you know, Barbara was sharing there about, you know, it was linked to confirmation mm-hmm. and, you know, for me, it was a, a transition in my life when I was going from, from secondary school to university. And I was at a time of struggle because I, I was just kind of 
trying to find my feet as a young adult and uh basically i i need i needed help and and really the only place i knew to go was to was to to ask to ask god and to ask the holy spirit to help me and i received i can tell you it was like night and day awareness of god's presence just in his love mm-hmm. and and probably the biggest strongest experience of his love and the fact that we're not alone and you know when we're you know we're talking later about the gospel and uh one of the lines in the gospel is that the uh, holy spirit will be you know jesus says i'm sending the holy spirit the mm-hmm. advocate who will be with you forever mm-hmm. so in fact the truth is when we receive the holy spirit in baptism and confirmation and we renew it at, at mass or we renew it through our just desire then um the holy spirit sticks with us and we're actually never alone we're never never alone what about yourself yeah who, who is the holy spirit what do you reckon well again going back to confirmation going back to confirmation john um that's the first time i heard of the holy spirit and i suppose a seed is planted by the Holy Spirit when, we, when we're um, confirmed and that has to grow and mature and it grows and mature matures through our life the daily things that happen us through life the people we meet circumstances and then as we go through life um, we search and mm. for me it was through the charismatic renewal and the baptism in the Holy Spirit that's when it really came to light um, and it talks about the you know the fruits of the spirit and your know, fruit has to grow and then it has to ripen and the fruit when it's not ripe you know it's lacking you know some nourishment and I suppose true reading God's word and true again being in community Mm-hmm. you know you grow so the fu- the fruit matures until um it's ripe and it'll take a long time you know the fruit of love joy peace patience kindness goodness and self-control that's a lifetime you know it's it's a maturing you know and even the holy spirit will use dried fruit as you would in baking, mm-hmm. you know. So, I suppose as we get older, we we might have be the <laughs> the raisins. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but we have that little gem, you know, that you know young people might have that we can be, we can help them again as the Holy Spirit helps us or encourages us to to go out, you know, and not to be fearful. You know. mm. Right, great to have to, to have a friend like the Holy Spirit. But coming back to you guys in the and the Emmanuel community, does the Holy Spirit hold a special place for you guys? The Holy well, it does. The community was founded, um, really started with it was through the outpouring of the Holy Spirit um, and, and, and Pierre Gourcet and Martin Cata. So these are the two founders, man and woman of, of the community, and it started. I suppose they they. Um, they were people of prayer anyway, mm-hmm. and they went on a retreat. And at this retreat, um, suddenly what they had didn't seem enough. And uh, they were asking the God to give them more. And the more that he gave them was uh, 
what's called an outpouring of the Holy Spirit, which was a totally new awareness of God's love for them. A total, mm-hmm. really great love of the church, a love of scripture, the Bible, uh, a wanting to, to, to be with others, to love others, to reach out in acts of charity or whatever way they could help. They were reaching out to others. So it really was a kind of like, um, a starter in an, an ordinary car. You know, you switch on the ignition kind of thing. That's who mm-hmm. the Holy Spirit was for them. And from there, they, they, I suppose their lives were so transformed and, and their actual faces, the very visage, as I say, the, mm-hmm. since they're French, we say visage. But anyway, um, the face was transformed, you know. And I remember actually when I was, when I, I remember once being at, at a, it was a conference, in, it was a charismatic conference actually in Dublin. And I remembered seeing people, I must have been only 11 or 12, I was taken there by my godmother. Um, and, um, you know, I was going along because I had to, you know, as you mm-hmm, do. Yeah. But what really, really struck me was I saw these people and I said their faces were radiant. Yeah. And I remember at that age, and then that was 11 or 12, was the same confirmation age. Mm-hmm. I remember coming back home. I remembered, I said, I want what these people have. They have light in their eyes, mm-hmm. light in their eyes. Mm-hmm. So instead of seeing people just moping along, suddenly they had something else. And I think that was the sense that the Holy Spirit brings us in touch with the beauty of God, the mm-hmm. presence of God, the love of God. The, and it's a love that is forgiving. It's a love that's enduring. It's a love that is accepting of all of, you know, of us. And I think it does. If you are accepted yourself, then I think automatically your relationship yeah. with others will change. You'll start to accept others more. You'll see, you'll see the flaws, but you'll just you'll see the beauty. You know, you'll, mm. you'll move beyond it. And I think that's that's what the Holy Spirit gives. And of all, you know, this year of all years is very special for the community because it's a jubilee. It's it's fifty years since the foundation of the community. So it started with these two people, Pierre and Martine, and then within a, after they had experienced this outpouring of the Holy Spirit or, or baptism of the Holy Spirit, they met with others spontaneously together to pray. And I think you know, within I think within. A, very quickly, there were a hundred people gathered, you know, and, yeah. and then mm-hmm. it, it had to split because it was too big. And so it became a prayer group. And from a prayer group, then they said, you know, we, we're not different. We're split, but we're not different. So how can we show that we're the same? And that mm-hmm. was through having the name. And then they prayed for a name and the name received two in two different scripture texts. Then from the New and Old Testament was Emmanuel came. So the name that God is with us. I think, to be honest, that's the name of the Holy Spirit as well. The Holy Spirit is, is, Jesus is God with us, but Jesus, the Father, the Holy Spirit, all God with us, not God against us, God on our side, God as we have in the, the gospel, um, the, the advocate, you know, the, the paraclete, the, mm. the one who's with us. So the Jubilee year, anyway, getting back to it, yeah. <laughs> is, you know, it's interesting this year we're living the Jubilee as what's called a fallow year, which means we're not, we're trying to quieten down. You know, and if you think about the benefit of COVID, mm. um, okay, it was terrible, obviously, for a lot of people who either were very, very ill or lost people or people, family members died and they couldn't uh, mm-hmm. visit in hospital or elsewhere. Very sad. But for an awful lot more people, it was a time actually to stop. And a lot of people in that time of stopping found very, very valuable things. They discovered valuable things about themselves. Their relationships were enriched. Yeah. You know, okay, they probably discovered where you rub up against your your husband or your wife, your partner, yeah. in, uh, yeah. and you had to kind of find new ways to adjust. And um, But overall, people were finding this kind of time 
different. So it's a different year for us, but um, 50, of course, this idea of Jubilee and 50 is the same as Pentecost because Pentecost 50 means 50 days. Mm -hmm. yes. So whether anyone out there who's listening is celebrating their 50th birthday or their 50th anniversary or really mm -hmm. or, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. or anything to do with 50, um, it's, it's a biblical yeah. number mm -hmm. of actual grace. And it's a super abundant grace. And we know that, okay, it was there in the Old Testament, but certainly in the New Testament, Pentecost, these people in the upper room, men and women, mm. were totally transformed from frightened people into people who knew who they were. They knew they were loved. They knew their life had meaning. And they knew a particular direction that, that, that they were supposed to go, little by little, not revealed immediately, but slowly, slowly, um, as they stuck together, stuck close to the Lord and... Despite persecution, they, they really found, found a way to move forward. And I think our world needs something like this. So our community is living this time of listening, waiting, but wanting, um, I suppose, newness. Newness, newness that, same, uh, that Pope Francis um, talks about all the time, the newness that the, that the Holy Spirit brings. Freshness, difference, joy, mm. Mm. joy, yeah, new joy. Beautiful word. You know, you mentioned the word there, fallow there, and when I hear fallow, it means kind of resting a little bit. Um, I would envision that one of the ways in which we could use that or the, the community can use that is to listen to the Holy Spirit. Can you speak to us about that, about listening to what the Holy Spirit's all about? Is the Holy Spirit speaking to us? How can we hear the Holy Spirit? Do we have to be special people to listen to the Holy Spirit? Anyway, hmm. I, don't think, I don't think we have to be special to listen to the Holy Spirit mm. at all but um, so I think it's like for everyone you know yeah. I, like any prayer even the simplest prayer that we have mm. in our hearts comes from the Holy Spirit and um, after we after I did the the you know the baptism and the Holy Spirit yeah. uh, seminars there, you know, there was a couple that kind of mentored Jer and I, and um, they used to bring us to their house, and we listened to tapes, and we listened yeah. to Ralph Martin and Francis Hogan, yeah. and and um, who else? It was Richard Rohr, mm. and we were very young now in the starting off, like mm. in the in the in the you know the charismatic yeah, renewal. Yeah. But they were a wonderful couple, and they'd bring us to their house, and they'd even organise the babysitter for us because we got married very young, and we had young children, and. Mm. You know, we'd have any excuse, you know, not to go, like, but mm. she was very good, you know, and uh, she, you know, her daughter would come and babysit, so, the, you know, she left, you know, we were going there to their house then on a Monday night, and we listened to these tapes, which, and, you know, some other people. But I do remember um, a lot of it kind of went over my head, but I, I always had this kind of a sense um, that don't worry about what you don't understand, yeah. you know, and this now was after the baptism of the Holy mm. Spirit. And I just had this sense of just listen mm. and take in what you can and don't be worrying about it. Mm. And I've often said that, like in my life afterwards, going to conferences maybe or going, you know, prayer meetings, and certainly within our Emmanuel community and the teachings we get there, it was amazing the stuff that came back to mind. So the Holy Spirit reminds us of what we all, you know, what we know. Like he did, you know, he, you know, he... You know, he refreshes our memory. And that was a very, very real thing for me. And I didn't understand things, you know, when I was younger, but I certainly understood them when I heard them again. Yes. 
mm. because I had moved on in life and my prayer life obviously had um had um you know developed and matured yeah. mm-hmm. and I had life experience and you know I could relate to things then you know and it just opened up scripture you know when I'd read scripture or when I hear it at mass mm. it would um it would just it would just amaze me yeah. you know and I'd be amazed at at what, like you know at what I'd understand so for me that's what that's what I remember that, mostly. That's, that's beautiful. That's lovely. That's a lovely experience mm. to have. Yeah. And Joe, yourself, Dan, in terms of listening to the Holy Spirit or lit- well, Again, listening yeah. to the Holy Spirit, um, you know, um, through God's Word um, hmm. at Mass, you know, you'll hear the Word differently. You know, something might just pop out that you haven't heard before. And in the Eucharist, we receive the Holy Spirit. But I said in, in in the Word of God, it's fresh for each day. Um, recently, um, I heard that you know that, that Jesus had said that the Father loves us, and I had never heard that before. Yeah, that the yeah. Father loves mm, us, mm. and again, last um, when the apostles were they were going up to Jerusalem to to. Um, to the Gentiles that had now had converted yes. and you know they didn't want to burden them with you know all the different things that the Jewish tradition had so they prayed and they had a list of you know what they would you know ask them to comply with but it said that you know that we with the Holy Spirit have yeah. decided mm-hmm. and I thought that was that was lovely yeah. like you know yeah. so I think in in any decision that we make, any and even any major decision, like you know, to invite the Holy Spirit, you know, with us through prayer, to help us in discerning, I suppose, really what it is, you know. So that's just a, a, a reflection. Lovely. You know, Joe, something just crossed my mind there, and I just as um, as both Barbara and Joe were just sharing there, you know, and these were their their memories. I mean, Barbara said there like that that she was amazed how. When the words of Scripture came back again, she heard him a second time after receiving the Holy Spirit. Wow, it was new. And the gifts of the Holy Spirit are something that we can't take for granted. That that that, that the Lord has given them to us, not just for the sake of saying, "Oh, aren't I lucky? Aren't I a lucky guy?" We got to do something with them. Yeah. Tell me, talk to me a little bit yeah. about that. For a second. I suppose, yeah, like. It's like any 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 gift that's not used, you know. Even for you, even if you, even if you just keep it for yourself, if you don't open it and you just leave it sitting there, it's not going to do anything. But a gift that's opened and used, well, it's 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 appreciated. You appreciate the giver, actually. So in the first instance, when you use a gift, you're appreciating and loving the person who gave it to you. And that's one little way of loving God, you know. It's it's a very simple thing, but um, the, yeah, the gifts, the, the holy and the, and the fruits of the Holy Spirit, even um. You know, they they enable us to live, I think, and live in a, in a new and and a deeper way. And you know, the gift we can receive, of course, is you know we can list them off. But one of them is is this gift of piety. You know that they talk about this mm-hmm. gift of awe and awareness uh, of God. And um, this, as a gift received, means that I I put God first in my life. I try to you know. He's he's my North Pole, you know. God is my North Pole, and I'm trying to get there at the end, north and the compass, or whatever. And then whomever He sends across my path, they are they are like God to me because they are, you know, 
people he's sent along my way to to reach out so if i'm loving him i'm loving them and and that in that way using the gift and the fruit of love that he you know to the holy spirit is in my heart so i think um gifts are for 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 using now those gifts actually can be very simple that can be the gift of being a good administrator mm. the gift of organization not just all these highfalutin gifts mm. like you know yeah, prophecy yeah. and mm. the ones we have in, in mm. 1 corinthians but the gifts even the gift of singing the gift of speaking the gift of being able to teach um and i would even think in there is the gift of you know of, of being able to speak consoling words you know yeah. and it's, it's really linked into jesus own mission in that beautiful, I love it because it really was an inspiration for me when I when I went. I took a year out and, and studied in Rome um, at the School of Mission. But you know this piece um, where it says, "The Spirit of the Lord is upon me." When Jesus opens the scroll, you know yes, he's in the yeah, synagogue and yeah, he's opening yeah. the scroll, and uh, he's been asked actually to teach. You know he's been nodded at by the head rabbi saying, or, or is it a rabbi in the synagogue? Probably is uh, the head guy to say, mm-hmm. uh, "Would you like to say something?" And Jesus says, "I have something to say." And he opens the scroll of the prophet Isaiah, and it says, "The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, for He has sent me to bring good news to the poor, liberty to captives." You know, and that's actually what Jesus is, is saying to us. He's saying to us, the Spirit of God is upon you. You did actually, unlike, you know, the people in Acts, as Barbara started off, who hadn't received the Holy Spirit through mm. the baptism of John, we have received the Holy Spirit in baptism, mm. and we are sent. And nobody in the world is, is created without having a role, yeah. a mission, a call, a purpose. Um, and if we don't know what that is, I really invite anybody listening, if you don't know what the purpose is, see those three little words, come Holy Spirit. Come Holy Spirit. Come Holy Spirit, show me. And even if it's a purpose for today, or a purpose for this moment, mm. or a purpose for tomorrow, or my mm. tomorrow, mm. come Holy Spirit, come Holy Spirit. I was just thinking that it, it, when Barbara was sharing there, you know, I mean, the person who'd done the, ba- who'd done the babysitting. Yeah. Without that, you guys couldn't yeah. have helped. Yeah, and that's really, they were the that's practical a service. things. You know, they were the practical things. Yes, it is yeah. a service, Joe, you're right. Yeah. You know, and they're the practical things, and you have to have those things before exactly. you have all the the other stuff up exactly. in the clouds. You know, exactly. Yeah, uh, but uh, you know, um, you know, Pierre Gorsat says, uh, you know, about the Holy Spirit. Uh, he said it's the only prayer that is sure to be answered. Uh, if we ask the Holy Spirit to come, He will come, and He will change us. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, He yes. will change us. Yeah, and it will be answered. You know, it's amazing. I- if I we can get that. Which is a gift in itself. Yeah. To yeah. be able to and hear so that. It's, but it's, we have the Holy Spirit. Okay? We have. So we're, at, we're actually saying, come Holy Spirit. But actually, it's the Spirit of God. We're the temple of the Holy Spirit. The Spirit of God is in us since our baptism. But it's like we're, we're stirring up the Spirit as you would put sugar in a cup of coffee or a cup of tea and make it sweeter. And suddenly, suddenly you can yeah. taste it, actually, mm-hmm. the, by praying this, come Holy Spirit, or even desiring desiring this come holy spirit we're actually stirring up the gift that is already and you know jesus said you know he he came first of all to cast fire on the earth and then he Mm. talks about the holy spirit being like a a spring or a fountain within us that bubbles up you know and if you think i I have uh, some friends and when their kids get so excited they, they, all they can say is, Mom, Mom, it's like I'm fizzing. I'm fizzing on the inside. <laughs> yeah. But it's like, you know, they, yeah. they're so, f- they're effervescing yes. with life. Mm. And this is what the Holy Spirit wants. To, he makes us, wants us to effervesce with all the good things of life. Now, the Holy Spirit also clears the path. He's the one, you know, we know from, he's, he's the sanctifier. 
He's going to he's going to you know set fire to things in our lives that need to be burnt, and set the other fire things that need to be made into gold and, mm. and diamond and maybe you know to shine. Yeah, yeah. He, and, yep. and, and he's he's a refiner's fire, but and he's a sanctifying fire. And you know what? We just need to let him do it because you know we can desire it. But we need to to just allow him not to f- concentrate too much on, you know, what we're not. Hmm. But fix our eyes on who Jesus sees us as. And he, I can tell you, he sees us as absolutely um, the person we're meant to be fully alive. And John, this morning, on this beautiful morning, you know, there's some of your listeners out there, you know, who are searching as well. There's nobody is excluded you know, there's people right. there living, you know, without hope. Mm-hmm. And on this morning, it's a chance again, you know, to to recommit or to invite the Holy Spirit, as Gerald said, come Holy Spirit, come. It's as simple as that. Very, very important. Uh, and, you know, th- th- there's one thing, uh, and I think we'll, we'll leave it at that, because as you said that, Gerald, you know, um, we, we must listen to the Holy Spirit or give the Holy Spirit a chance. And maybe that's a cue for me to give the Holy Spirit a chance and maybe play a little bit of music before we go into our gospel reflection. So we've got a piece of music that we're going to play uh, to play out this particular section. Uh, yes, John. Um, I heard this, this um, song recently. It's by a group called I Am They. And the song is Here's My Heart, Lord. So let's listen to this. Come back and join us again in part three where we'll read and reflect on the Sunday gospel. I can breathe I 
are strong. You are sure. You are light. You endure. You are good. Always true. You are light. Breaking Here's my